This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Nuclear power has been around for more than 50 years, but some critics are saying it's still not economically viable without big help from U.S. taxpayers. We'll have the story. We are concerned that in the quest to address climate change, we don't disadvantage emerging technologies by funneling more and more subsidies to existing technologies with very high costs. Then, race relations. It's still a touchy and controversial topic. We'll talk to a black author who has some provocative thoughts on where we stand as a nation. I think that that will go a long way toward cleaning our side of the street in terms of race relations, because I think in the main, things have really come a long way. Those stories and more are straight ahead on this week's edition of InfoTrek. Stick around. The show gets underway in just a moment. InfoTrek, the weekly show with information you should know. Welcome back to InfoTrek. I'm Roy Mackey. Growing concerns over greenhouse gas emissions and the cost of fossil fuels have created a surge of new interest in nuclear power. But although there are many pluses to nuclear energy, there is one serious downside. With a surprising look, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Roy. Our guest is Ellen Vanko, Nuclear Energy and Climate Change Project Manager for the Union of Concerned Scientists in Washington, D.C. They recently produced a report criticizing government subsidies to the nuclear power industry. Welcome to InfoTrack, Ellen. Thank you very much. So tell us some things that most people probably don't know about the costs and subsidies of nuclear energy in the United States. Well, I think most people forget that when nuclear power was first established in this country, it was a project and a technology invented by the government. So automatically the industry got a leg up. And then the government helped finance the development of the technology and helped make it commercial. And they subsidized the commercialization of the first generation of reactors. But despite that support, what happened was reactor costs were greatly underestimated So as the costs of reactors skyrocketed, about half of the plants that were in the process of being built got canceled or abandoned, while those that were built had severe cost overruns that either were eaten by investors in some instances or passed on to utility ratepayers in the form of higher electricity costs. But then we had something called competition introduced into the electric industry in the 1990s. And because some nuclear plants were still way above market cost in terms of selling their power competitively, state regulators allowed the utilities to collect stranded costs, i.e. the above market value of those plants, from utility ratepayers. So in one form or another, the industry has been recompensed or protected from those above market costs by subsidies in advance of building since its inception. France is often cited as an example of the potential because they generate nearly 80% of their electricity needs from nuclear power. How does it work there? Well, in France, the nuclear industry is government-owned. So it's a little unclear as to what the economics of nuclear power are because research and development and construction are all arms of various companies owned in majority part by the French government. The fact is nuclear power is a socialized industry in France. But is it not true that every energy source gets some form of subsidy? 
Well, I mean, oil and gas industries have been receiving subsidies for about 100 years. So has the coal industries. And new renewable projects are also receiving subsidies that were recently implemented by the federal government. So you're exactly right. The problem is, when do we stop? Do we keep piling more subsidies on technologies, especially mature ones? I mean, nuclear power has been around for 50 years. You'd figure that by now, if it was going to be commercially viable, it would be. Yet the industry and its friends in Congress want to keep piling more subsidies on the industry. They don't want to reduce subsidies for oil and gas or coal. So we keep seeing this pyramiding of government support that masks the true cost of all of these technologies. Several of the main risks that taxpayers help subsidize and mask the true cost of for nuclear power are unique to nuclear power and don't exist anywhere else. And that's the issue of long-term waste storage and disposal. It's the issue of plant decommissioning. When plants stop running, they're going to be highly radioactive. So those plants and materials need to be sequestered along with the waste. And then you have the risk of accidents. And you have the risk of nuclear proliferation, which means that where nuclear power and nuclear waste is available, there's the risk that somebody could take it and use it for harmful purposes. So would you like the government basically to clear the decks of all energy subsidies, or are you only interested in the nuclear subsidies? No, we're interested in a level playing field being established for all low-carbon technologies. Right now, the most cost-effective thing we could do to reduce our carbon footprint and increase our energy independence is to vastly increase our energy efficiency in this country. There are many renewable energy technologies that are cheaper than renewables. We have plentiful natural gas supplies. We need to see whether we can utilize them in an environmentally responsible manner. And we're not suggesting that nuclear or coal with carbon capture and storage shouldn't be allowed to compete, but we are arguing against tipping the deck against those technologies, especially since you'd be building new subsidies on top of the many subsidies that are already in place today that never really existed for the emerging technologies that we think can reduce our carbon emissions quicker and more cheaply. What percentage of our electricity needs is provided by nuclear power today? 20%. And setting aside hopes for future breakthroughs, are there any viable technologies now that can generate that? We need more natural gas and renewables. Intermittency is the main argument against renewables. That means they don't run all the time. But this can, in large part, be resolved today by coupling natural gas and renewables. We also have to invest in new storage so that we can store power generated when it's available for when it's not from renewables. We need distributed resources like rooftop solar, smart grid technologies, smart appliances. We need to put together a system that will allow all these resources to act together and basically perform most, if not all, of the functions that existing baseload plants do. If we can get this done, and it's a big if, and we also get transmission built to bring in some remote renewables to where the power is needed, we can go a long way to replacing those plants without any major technological breakthroughs. Critics would argue that wind, solar, and refined coal are all getting much greater subsidies than nuclear and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. How do you respond to that? 
Well, we did an analysis of the subsidies available to new nuclear plants. I mean, one of the reasons, and there's an EIA report out there that came out in 2008 that reported that nuclear didn't get as many subsidies compared to coal and nuclear. But what the report didn't do was take into account any of the subsidies on the books for nuclear, but the plants aren't getting built yet. So it only looked at subsidies going to plants that are being built. If you look at the plants that will be built, and you look at the subsidies available, especially to the first half dozen or so, you're looking at a $5 billion reactor. So in terms of nuclear power, if you look at what they will get once they start getting built and start producing electricity, I mean, they can't get, shouldn't get subsidies in advance of actually being produced. You are dealing with a figure of about $5 billion per plant. Given a nuclear plant is estimated to cost anywhere between 7 and $10 billion per unit, that's one heck of a subsidy. Any final thoughts? Well, we all know climate change is critically important. The Union of Concerned Scientists, which I work for, has never argued that nuclear power should be taken off the table. But we are concerned that in the quest to address climate change, we don't disadvantage emerging and clean and lower cost energy technologies by funneling more and more subsidies to existing technologies with very high costs that could lock us into a very expensive energy path when there are cheaper options available. Ellen Venko, Nuclear Energy and Climate Change Project Manager for the Union of Concerned Scientists in Washington, D.C. Ellen, is there a place where our listeners can learn more online? Yes, ucsusa.org. Well, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. Up next, some say America has a racial obsession. Are we making progress? In a moment, a frank discussion on the politics of race. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> 